The Freeport Fishing and Boating Show is back February 17th and 18th. Get your fishing and boating season started with over 50 exhibitors and seminars from pro anglers. Fun for the whole family. For more information and advanced ticket discounts, visit FreeportFishingShow.com to be part of the fun. We're going to start off the weekly video fishing forecast with some pretty important fishing news on regulations, and that's for striped bass. The ASMFC striper board, they met last week, and, well, they decided on what the 2024 regulations for striped bass are going to be. It's going to be the exact same as 2023 when they implemented that emergency action during midsummer. Uh, that's going to keep the regulations at 20 8 to 31 inches. Now, the individual states, they have until March 1st to implement these regulations into effect. Aside from the 28 to 31 inch slot, uh, they also added some additional things that have to be um, considered. That is, there's a, uh, a fillet allowance that was put into effect as well. That means that when you decide to retain a striped bass some 28 to 31 inches, you also have to keep the racks and the, uh, the, the, the skin on the fillets for those fish once you get back to the dock to make sure everything is all good. So keep that in mind going forward for this year. Again, New York State has until March 1st to implement the actual size, and they have until May 1st to implement the fillet allowance. Now for fluke and porgies, we're still waiting. Um, there was a lot of push for that option 5, which will be a longer season for fluke. Uh, so more to come with that next week. Hopefully we get an answer for fluke and sea bass for the regulations. For more than 20 years, anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to fish bites. For all those that didn't know, in case you didn't know, actually, the February issue of the Fisher Magazine is our big electronics buyer's guide. That means that if you're looking for some neat and cool new electronics for your boat, this is the issue you have to get. We got all the latest and greatest in there. So we're going to have the Electronic Marine Buyer's Guide. Hey, myself, I wrote an article on building that perfect inshore fluke rod. Really cool article I, I put up uh, together. Uh, came out great. The rod is awesome. It's perfect for bouncing those bucktails anywhere from a quarter up to an ounce, ounce and a half in those back bays, you know, from 2 to 20 feet. One of my favorite types of fishing. I think I'm going to be doing a lot of that this year as well. Check that out if you are a rod builder or if you're looking to get a rod built. If you're looking to travel as well, Sebastian, Florida is a great place to go during the winter months. Tony Salerno wrote up the piece on Fishing Sebastian uh, in the inlet, outside the inlet, in the back of the inlet. Take a look at that. And we have a, another striped bass study piece written by Jim Hutchinson. Follow up on the tags I put into some fish during uh, May of last year, where they ended up. All that good stuff in the February issue. Hey, I know I've been loving the open boat uh, episodes from Jenny down in Jersey. This week, she's going to go into detail on rig tying with her mentor, Dave Rooney. He has two 20-pounders under his belt. Jenny, let's head over to you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's open boat. Today, we are with my rig fishing mentor, Dave Rooney. Dave taught me a lot about rig fishing. The number one rule is try not to suck. But he just did an amazing seminar. You can hear I have a live audience here at this open boat. Um, he just did an amazing seminar on everything boat black fishing. And he's going to give you guys some tips and tricks for when you're rig fishing. All right. So biggest thing with rig fishing, do not move your sinker. You do not want to move your sinker whatsoever. You want to keep that sinker flat on the bottom and a little bit of a belly in the line. Like a, a, just a small belly in the line, not to lift that sinker up. If I can say one thing that 
separates the guy next to you from having a whole cooler full of fish, absolutely, you know, nailing them to you, stroking it, is you're moving your sinker around too much. You do not want to move your sinker. You want to have a small belly in the line and you want to move with your swell. When the boat's coming up and down, you want to be able to move that rod and follow it so you're not lifting that sinker off the bottom. Every time you lift that sinker off the bottom, whatever fish that was coming to bite your bait is now leaving and biting the bait of the guy next to you who's not keep lifting the sinker off the bottom. Um, another thing is, you know, once you, once you send your bait down, you get to the bottom, don't be afraid initially to move your, move your bait and curl it to find something hard. Once you find something hard, leave it be. Um, if you're fishing on sand and you don't feel any hard bottom, don't be afraid to pitch it out a little bit, move it around until you find something hard or until you feel your sinker, you know, feels like it's falling down some steps, falling into a hole. Once you find that, leave it be. Somebody's home and eventually they're going to bite it. And um, I, try, I try to not set the hook on the first pull. The way a blackfish will bite it, they will pull on it, pull on it, pull on it. That sharp pull you feel is that fish having it in his teeth and he's shaking his head, shaking his head, ripping the legs off, breaking that bait up. You want to wait until the third bite. That, that third bite, it's a pull, a pull. That third bite is a sensation. That's when you start to get a rumble for multiple seconds. So that, that third bite on that sensation is when you want to swing. And, and like I said, the, probably the biggest thing um, and figuring out figuring out the rig bite is is when to set the hook and it's not that first sharp pull It's not that second sharp pull. It's that third or so bite. It's going to turn into a, a, a Bouncing feeling almost like it's on a, a rubber band and that's when that fish has that bait in the back of his throat and the crushers in his mouth and that's when you want to Swing keep the tip high reel down on them and once that fish starts digging if it's a real big fish then you got them off the bottom. Don't keep reeling. Hold, hold that fish for a second. Hold them, hold them, hold them, and then give them the slow reel. So Dave is a expert with black fishing. He's been lucky enough to have multiple 20 plus pounders under his belt already. And definitely he had an awesome seminar. So listen to his words of wisdom and something cool with everyone here. We're just going to give him a round of applause for everything. Thank you guys, and stay tuned for next week's open boat. We're going to be doing some rig tying this week as well. This one is one of my favorites. It's a easy surf leader tie. It requires monofilament or fluorocarbon, whatever you like, a barrel swivel, and a quick clip. Get it all at your local tackle shop. Check it out. As a surf caster, it's never a bad time to stock up on the leaders that you're going to use. I go through so many a year. I must go through dozens, if not hundreds of leaders, getting bit off by bluefish you know, losing them, whatever it may be, you lose this stuff while surf fishing. So having this stuff tied before you go surf fishing is super important. I'm going to show you guys a real quick and easy way that I tie my surf leaders. You guys can also make it your own with the length of the leader, but let's get right into it. So the, what I start with right here is I have a quick clip, which I enjoy using when I'm surf casting. It makes it really easy to switch the lures with. I also have a barrel swivel as well. That's for tying on the other end pretty easily. Uh, makes it easy and quick in the surf, and that uh, means more fish caught in the long run. I'm just using 30-pound leader material here. This is something I probably would use in the early part of the season. So I'm going to use a small piece just so I don't have a, a big piece of leader. But something like this, 
two and a half feet, two feet. This is the perfect length for back bay fishing in the early spring. So we're going to go with this. So it doesn't have to be perfect. We're going to go about two, two and a half feet right there. I'm going to take my snips, cut that off like that. Okay, so we have a length, two and a half feet, and we have our two terminal ends right here. Take one end, and I'm going to be using improved, I'm going to be using regular clinch knots for this. They work really well. You don't have to go improved all the time. Just make sure your knots are really tight and all the, the wraps are all tied into each other as well. So first, I'm going to start with the quick clip right here. Go through. Just like that. One, two, three, four, five, six. Pass it back through. I'm going to wet that just so that knot slides nice and easily. Okay, pull that. Don't pull it all the way yet. Just pull it like that. Then we do the other end. This is the barrel swivel, same thing. Go through. One, two, three, four, five, six. Just like that. Now pull it, but don't pull it away. Wet it a little. So now I have two unfinished ends. Here's the neat part. You take the other end of the barrel swivel, pop into the clip, just like this, and you pull. They both get cinched down perfect, just like that. Unclip it. You're all set to go. Just want to tie off, uh, trim off the tag ends. Now you're ready to fish. February is another event month for the Fisherman Magazine. We got a lot of good ones coming up. We got February 10th is the Route 110 Fishing Flea Market. Keep in mind, this year it is a Saturday. It is not Super Bowl Sunday. Typically, this show was on Super Bowl Sunday, but it is going to be on the Saturday this year, February 10th. Mission's five bucks. Children under 12 are free. Then, if you are a surfcaster, take a trip to Jersey. You got Surf Day on the 17th. That's by the Jersey Shore Surfcasters. It's going to be at the Brookdale Community College. I was there last year. Lots of plug makers, lots of great vendors. Fishery Magazine will have their booth. Also, February 17th through 18th is the Freeport Fishing and Boating Show. This is a staple show. We've been there year after year. It's the Freeport Recreation Center. Mission is 10 bucks. Could be over 100 tables. All you can think of, fishing, boating, more. A lot of seminars as well. For more info on that one, info at fishing, uh, FreeportFishingShow.com. Then at the end of the month, not the actual Suffering Show, but the Empire State Outdoorsman uh, Sportsman Show, located at Rockland Community College, which is the old location of the Suffering Show. We're going to have a booth there as well. For more information on that one, call 845-319-3976. Be sure to subscribe to the Fisherman Magazine or renew at one of the upcoming shows. When you renew or subscribe for thirty bucks, you'll get a twenty dollar gift card for Surehold products and a Tsunami four inch Tidal Pro iPod popper. Oh, and you're also automatically entered into the Dreamboat contest. It's a great deal. Let's get to some recent reports around the island. Starting out in Montauk, the Viking—they've been trying to get out cod fishing. 
Uh, weather windows have been tough, but when they have been able to get out, they are reporting you know, some decent results. Uh, Frank Ortiz in Patterson, New Jersey, he came out to Montauk. He caught the pool-winning cod last week on one of their trips. Then after that, they, they ran another trip. The next pool winner on that trip was John Cunha from Springfield, New Jersey. Again, two New Jersey pool winners. Uh, they were getting some Pollock, some Connors mixed in as well. For more updates, keep an eye on their Facebook or their website. Now, moving on to Captree, the King Cod. They've been heading out pretty regularly as well. I heard from Captain Joe. He told me that, you know, there's been an okay pick as well. We got some Cod, some Ling, some Pollock in the mix as well. You know, some other various wreck dwellers. Uh, as the weather stabilizes in February, the captain does expect some better fishing. So do keep an eye on reports See if you know to see the improved fishing. They also do have that six-passenger private charter available from Senator Riches if you want that smaller group and not the party boat. Party boat is out of capture, you remember that. Uh, keep an eye on their Facebook and the Fishery Magazine reports for more updates from them. Yeah, we got a couple herring reports as well. Magnolia, there's been a decent pick. Get those sabiki rigs out. You know, if you want to try and get into a couple herring, certain tides haven't been any others. I like to fish the end of the incoming tide toward the later portion of the day. Uh, so that's a good place where you could try for them. I also heard that there was some herring in Cold Spring Harbor as well. Same deal, end of the incoming tide, later portion of the day, those herrings seem to chew a little better. Sabiki rigs, some guys like to add a flasher to the end, give it a little extra flash. The fish do like that. Two good options. If you're getting any herring photos, send them on over. We'd love to get them in. Also, Blaze from Duffy's in Glenwood Landing. He said there's a couple squid around inside the Hempstead Harbor under the lights at night. So squid rigs, squid jigs, another option. He also mentioned that there are a few herring in the harbor too, but it does remain slow for the herring. Uh, but the squid's pretty interesting. If you guys like calamari, get those squid jigs going. Mike at Fishing East Coast said there's some small schoolies by the Tap and Z. So if you haven't got enough striper action in 2023 and you want to start off 2024, small soft plastics, play a little catch and release by the Tap and Z. Did hear this some over there. And he did say that there's some herring in the deeper water in the sound. Going to have to have a boat to get access to them, but they have heard that they are around. On the freshwater side of things, got some reports on pulleys in Montauk. Montauk guide Chris he said that Fort Pond has been happening. There's been white perch, smallmouth bass, crappy largemouth. Uh, some walleye, too, after dark. It's been a little tough with the weather and the, uh, the colder, you know, conditions. But there are fish to catch in that pond on the end of the island if you want to give it a shot. Guys over at J&J, they say Connectquad is always, always a good bet between the rainbows and the brook trout. Small presentations. They like four, five-weight rods and shorter lengths. 25 bucks to get in, but I can promise you it's some excellent fishing. Some of the lakes are doing well, too. They said Ronkonkoma. There's a lot of wildlife in there. And they also said the lakes in Patchogue have been pretty active for yellow perch. Paul McCain, he also confirmed that Connectquad was hot for trout. Again, it doesn't matter really the day. They're always biting. They kept the place pretty well stocked, and the trout are very well fed. Um, he also mentioned, if you're interested, Lake Erie, uh, Steelhead River is also a little high to fish safely. He said the Salmon River is a little better. Uh, the flows are pretty good, but uh, keep an eye on that. You always have to keep an eye on the tidal flows to know when or when not to fish these spots, but this is the time of the year we could do pretty well up there. 
Here at the Fisher Magazine, we do love to see your catches. If you do have a notable catch, send it on over to me. I'm going to try and get it into the magazine, or I'm going to try and get it into the weekly video fishing forecast. That's mbroderick at thefisherman.com. I want to see your winter catches, white perch, trout, herring, whatever it may be. Shoot it on over. With our fly and freshwater report, we do have Paul McCain from River Bay Outfitters. He's also going to be showing us some fly tying as well. Hello, Matt. Well, it was a really nice week this week. Uh, you know, I spent I spent the entire weekend over at the fly fishing show over in Edison, New Jersey, and it was great get, catching up with uh, you know reps that I haven't seen in a while, getting uh, ideas of some new products to bring into my store. I mean, you know, I uh, I love to be. I love looking at gear. I'm a gear junkie, but it was a great time. Really hooked catching up with a lot of old friends that I haven't seen in a year um, and and getting people to sign up. They're coming into my show. Um, also, there are other shows this year. This is the time I love the winter for going to shows. Uh, Ward Melville, the Patriot Fishing Club. Uh, that's on the first weekend of March that first Saturday in March. Um, I'm, and of course, the Fly Fishing Expo of Long Island, which is, is being put on by River Bay Outfitters and my good friend Kenny. And we're gonna be doing a lot of different, we have a lot of presentations, a lot of tires, a lot of new vendors. Uh, it's gonna be an exciting year. March 16th, put that on your calendar. March 16th, nine to four. And then you could just go to the River Bay Outfitters and click on the uh, the Expo tab, and it'll give you all the information. Now, as far as fishing goes, well, I'm looking. I've been walking around, doing a little hiking, and checking of all the damage that we've had here on Long Island from all these storms. Um, it's it's getting it's it really changed a lot. But that's okay because when you're Luke shut one door another one opens up and there will be other places to fish um as far as the freshwater goes well connecticut upstate pretty much everything has too high water uh it's it's been a crazy winter as far as weather goes uh but here on long island our spring creeks are doing really well you know, uh, you can get to go to the Carl's River, fish that, that has trout in it. You can also go to the uh, Massapequa Creek, that has trout. Uh, the tidal sections of the Carmens or the, or the Nessequoc, they all have trout. And there's other fish too. You know, there's all the ponds right now are not frozen. So the pickerel and the perch are gonna be very active. But if you really want big trout and good trout, go to the Connecticut. It is, uh, it's been fishing amazingly. Uh, just to have to get there, you know, and get a good beat. <laughs> it's, it, there are no bad beats, let's put it that way. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm going to hopefully get out, but I've been tying a lot of flies. And uh, we'll see. We'll see you next week. So tie lines, everybody. Hello, friends. Well, it's, I'm getting very excited, <laughs> you know. We had warm weather this week, and then all of a sudden it's getting cold again, and, and, and 
it is winter. It is still January. Hopefully that little groundhog is not going to see a shadow because I, I'm ready. I'm already ready to go fishing. Um, and I'm getting ready because I love fishing in the evenings in a nice June high tide evening fishing for with shrimp patterns. Uh, fly fishing with shrimp patterns is so exciting. They're, they're almost like trout. They'll, they're almost become, those stripers become almost like trout, sucking those uh, shrimp right off the surface. And uh, so we're going to tie us up uh, what we call a popping shrimp. It's a really nice little uh, foam uh, fly that's easy to tie, easy to cast, um, and it works. So... Let's get to the vise and tie us up one. This is a very simple fly to tie, and it's and you know what? It is going to be a killer come come June. <laughs> so uh, let's get to it. It's very simple. The first thing we're doing, I'm using a little bit longer shanked hook. I'm using uh, Danville's uh, flat wax nylon white. I'm going to put a little few eyes on it. I'm using some of these. These eyes from uh, uh, Ronzetti. I'm going to use a little Steve Farb uh, fibers, SNF fibers. I'm going to use uh, some uh, chenille, white chenille, and for for the little legs, I'm going to use some grizzly hackle. So let's get to it. And of course, the foam is. Uh, is the, going to be the shell back. This is a popping shrimp, and so it's meant to be on the surface. I cut the foam already into a piece about those, the thickness of the gape of the hook. So let's just put it on. Start. First thing I do is I'm going to take a little Steve Farm fibers. Some of this. And nice healthy clump. I'm going to be trimming this so you don't have to be super neat about it. I'm going to give the body a little bit. Right up and tie that down just like that. Gonna tie on my eyes. Now, the eyes are really for the the uh, fishermen, not really for the bass. I really don't think these really matter on shrimp patterns. You know, um, but, you know, they look good. Let's, let's jazz it up a little bit. And I want to try to match the length on both sides. That's right. 
give them a little pull. So they stick out a little bit. Come to the back. First thing I'm going to do is tie in my chenille, but I'm going to tie it in backwards. And then I'm going to take a nice, long, webby feather. Yeah, that looks good. Nice long, and I'm going to clean off all these little fuzzy things on the bottom. And I'm going to tie it in by the tip. So what I do is, I actually... And I'm going to tie it backwards. And I'm going to bring my thread forward. start wrapping my chenille forward and I'm going to tie it off I'm going to spiral wrap my uh Get my hackle pliers. I'm going to spiral wrap my uh, legs here. And tie it off. I'm going to take my foam and I'm going to give it a little point in the front. I'm going to tie it in right on top, right on top of the eyes. And then I'm going to spiral wrap it 
my and wiggle my thread so I don't trap too many fibers. I get down here, gotta tie it off, tie it underneath, do a wet finish. thread trim up my little tail there and take this out of the vise get a nice long scissor and Cut it at an angle. Now this looks like a little poppin' trip. When you work this along the sod banks in June, Dropping in the evening on a dropping tide, high dropping tide, especially if it's a moon tide. Just fish this around the sod banks and the drains, and it's, they explode on this. So, tie up some, pray for warmer weather, and pray that the groundhog doesn't see his shadow. And uh, we'll, see, uh, we'll see you next week. Tie lines, everybody. Remember to subscribe to the magazine's YouTube channel. Tap on the bell. You'll be notified instantly when we do post new videos on YouTube. Hey, remember this video is available as a podcast on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Search for the Fisherman Magazine podcast and subscribe so you can listen to this broadcast and our other content. It's February 1st. That means we are one month closer to the start of our 20. 24 saltwater season. Keep in mind those regulation changes that will go into effect by March 1st for striped bass. Also, keep watching us for the updates on fluke and porgies. That's going to come out real soon. Aside from that, enjoy the February issue of the magazine. We'll see you in one of the upcoming shows.